Hey, welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm Hope Cook, creator and host. If you feel stuck, restless, overwhelmed, or dissatisfied with your current life, despite your life looking pretty good on paper, or at least on social media, I can totally relate. Together, we'll figure out how to take the next right step. I'll interview women who are a little farther along on the path and get tips and ideas from them. I definitely don't have it figured out, so I'll share the ups and downs of my own journey with you. Let's get started because life is too short to waste in autopilot. If you want to be the best possible version of you, you're in the right place. y'all today I want to talk about our interview with Talia Sierra and Heidi Brown the burnout girls from Saturday so one of the points they made I think it was Heidi who said you have to analyze and visualize what it is you do want and if you can't visualize where you want to be you can guarantee you're going to stay stuck or you're going to end up in a different but equally undesirable place And she also said, I loved this the only difference in whining versus progress is having a solution. I am passionate about finding solutions to problems. It drives me crazy when I hear people complaining, including my kids. I talked in another podcast about how I encourage them to be problem solvers. So one of my goals with this podcast is I would like for every listener to walk away feeling empowered to change their lives if they don't like the way it's going. It's up to you to look around and ask yourself if you like what you see. And sometimes I'll do this with patients. You know, I'll see that their occupation is a teacher or a banker or something. And just making casual conversation while I'm doing their skin check, I'll say, oh, do you love doing that? Or do you love your job? And a lot of times they look at me like they've never even thought about it. And they're like, um, I mean, it's okay. It pays the bills. And I just want to shout, like, how can, I mean, you have to pay the bills, yes, but how can you keep doing something year after year if you're not enjoying it? So then I kind of pick their brain and ask them what they would do if they didn't have that job. And their answers always astound me. So it could be anything from having a, um, like a hobby farm to designing um, houses to, opening a daycare, like anything like that. And I'm like, why Why don't you take little steps towards that? But, you know, we only have limited amount of time during skin checks, and that's not what they're <laughs> there for. So that's another reason I started this podcast was just to kind of get the message out there that if you, if you don't like where you are, let's figure out a way to rechart your life. Um, so your first step is you have to visualize where you want to be, and then you have to take tiny little steps. We've talked about this over and over, but I like to keep saying it because the more you hear it, the more likely you are to do it. And then you have to communicate what it is you need or want. You can't expect other people to guess what it is you want. And I thought about this, um, my husband and I were on a hike, like this long hike, And he was asking me what my dreams were and what I wanted to do. And one of the things that popped out of my mouth was, well, I want to meet Oprah one day and have a conversation with her. And he's like, okay, 
well, how are you going to meet her? You just think she's going to call you up one day and say, can you be on the podcast? And I'm like, well, no, I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, and so I started like brainstorming, how can I meet Oprah? You know, maybe I could submit articles to O Magazine. Maybe I could see if she has any offers on her website. Um, my point is, I can't just visualize something and hope that it'll happen. Um, so I have to t- start taking steps to make that happen. I have to think, okay, what's gonna, what are some things that are going to bring me one step closer to meeting Oprah? If I had a book, you know, maybe that would help. She could read it and then maybe she would put it on her podcast. But that's not all that reasonable right now. A book can take a couple of years. I've never written a book. What about an article? Or what about showing up wherever she has a speaking engagement? So that thought led to, well, I heard that she's doing this tour around the U.S. This was last year. Um, And so I was like, maybe she's coming near us. And it turns out she was. She was coming to Atlanta. So I bought tickets and got some people to go with me. And while it wasn't exactly a conversation with her, it did bring me closer than I'd ever imagined possible. And it was this dreaming and visualizing that led to that. Um, I was talking to my daughter the other day, and she has decided she kind of wants to be Joanna Gaines when she grows up, except she doesn't want kids. Um, She wants to be like a decorator slash real estate agent, designer. Um, And so me being a brainstormer and a dreamer, I was trying to help her think of ways that she could get experience now. I mean, she's nine, y'all. So she wants to redecorate our house. And I'm like, no, you, I just, I can't do that, Ollie. I can't give you like this budget to redecorate our house. But I did say, what if you were like my holiday decorator? What if I gave you a small budget and I took you to a store like Hobby Lobby or TJ Maxx and I let you decorate for each holiday? And she was like over the moon excited and couldn't wait to go out and do it. So she planned a vision for how she wanted the house to look for Easter. She got a few ideas from Pinterest. She went and picked out um, a couple of bunny statues, some fake carrots for a vase, some dish towels, a little bathroom towel with a bunny on it. And she just came home so excited that she had had this vision and she was able to take some steps and make it happen. So I think it's important to let our kids dream too and to show them that if they put in the work and they visualize it, it may not be exactly what they visualize, but they'll be one step closer to their dream. So my son used to say he wanted to be a pilot and he was devastated when he found out that you can't you can't be a pilot in the military. You can't go through the Air Force um, if you have a peanut allergy. And his is severe. We've been to um, the children's hospital and tried the oral challenge and everything, and he flunked it. Um, the most economical way is to go through the Air Force because they pay for it. I am not crazy about, you know, he's 13. I don't want to think about him joining up with the Air Force at this age, of course. But he had kind of given up on his vision. And I was like, Eli, you're in charge of your destiny. Just be open to possibility. Just throw it out to the universe. Keep the dream in your heart. We, you know, you never know. Maybe the military will change their roles. Maybe um, you could do like the immunotherapy that's brand new that they're coming up with. 
maybe he could find a plan B for getting a pilot's license. And he's only 13. But, you know, I don't want to like pop his bubble and say, you may decide you want to do something else entirely. So listen, within a few days, I was at work and I saw a patient and it said occupation pilot. And we see a fair amount of pilots, but um, I just started chatting with him about how he got his pilot's license. And it turns out he got it at our local airport when he was only a few years older than my son. And he does this for a living. He flies all over the world, uh, makes good money, and loves his job. So I picked his brain, and he gave me some great ideas on um, aviation events nearby and um, like camps and people to contact. And so Eli, this last week, had his first flying lesson, and he just came home on fire and like, yes, so enthusiastic. All right, the last point from Saturday's interview that I wanted to talk about is to focus on changing the things you can change. So one of the girls, I think it was uh, Heidi, said, let go of complaining and griping about the things you can't change. So if you don't like how something's being done at your job or your church or your child's school, don't just gripe about it with others. Take action. Ask questions, get involved, and offer your time and your services. If you're not willing to do that, you're not allowed to complain about it. So this is an example. I I really don't think my school offers a healthy food option. You know, it's it's just kind of gross and unhealthy. But I have assessed my available time and my energy, and I, it's not a fight I'm willing to fight. So I've chosen to accept that the food is the way it is, and I send my daughter with a lunchbox most days. Um, she still swears that the school's hot dogs are the best hot dogs she's ever eaten, but I keep my mouth shut. It's not something that I'm going to try and change, so I don't get to gripe about it. And that is the end of the conversation. Thanks for joining me on today's podcast. If you like this podcast and think someone else could benefit, please share it. I'd also love for you to write a review on your favorite podcast platform like Spotify or Apple. And lastly, if you would like more of the same, come over to my website, hopethepa.com. Thank y'all for listening.